Awesome. What's up and welcome back to episode 95 of Propel's Talk presented to you by uh, Boo Crew Media and Company Burger located at 4600 Ferret Street. Before we get into the show, thanks for joining us. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Got to make a huge announcement. Five and Lido are official members of Propel Socks. I got to welcome you guys. So let's try this for the third time. All right. <laughs> welcome I, to the show. I really don't mind doing this one because... <laughs> I got this remembered. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's like, how are you doing today? Bro? I, I'm doing well. Um, not only did Will Smith smack the fuck out of Come on. Chris mm. Rock. Not only did that happen last night. But what happened? The New Orleans Pelican smacked wow. the fuck out of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Wow. And again, again, oh. <laughs> oh, anytime you can beat the Lakers, anytime you can beat LeBron at yeah. home and take control of the ninth seed, I mean, hell, man, what else do you want? It was a huge night, not only for the Pelicans, and, and Ross, you, brought, you broke this down last night. It was a huge win for the Pelicans, obviously in the standings and the playoff race, but also for the 2022 NBA mm-hmm. draft upcoming. But we need to talk about Trey Murphy yes. uh, and his coming out party. What did you see from him last night that you haven't seen all year? Because we've seen glimpses of it, yeah. but I thought last night was his best overall game. Yeah. Before we get into the Trey Murphy thing, I just want to, like I said, want to welcome these guys. Great to have some additional talent <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. behind the microphones. Tired of carrying the load. Offner, nowhere to be found. Got, you know, so we're good. Um, yeah, but no, happy to have these guys join us. It's, it's going to be a fun ride. Thanks, um, thanks. Trey Murphy, yeah. So we said it last night. I think unquestionably his biggest contribution at, you know, in a Pelicans uniform, yeah. he was real. I mean, he was huge down the stretch. Right. And and I think he, he adds an element to what we're trying to do late in games, especially if we're trying to get a bucket, right? Yes. He's right. long. He can guard multiple people. That that's all fine and good. He, you know, he allows us to be multiple in the defensive end, I think in mm-hmm. terms of switching everything. But what you saw yesterday was, I think, a comfort level offensively that we haven't quite seen. I mean, we've seen a buildup to it over yeah. the last probably eight, ten games. Yeah. But you really saw it manifest itself last night. Knocked down four huge threes. He was massive in the kind of late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. And, and you know, what I liked seeing was the adjustments he made, right? Hit a couple threes. They start closing out real hard. You see him with a couple drives, a huge and one that I think got us within two. Um, yeah, and so was, yeah. look, credit to to the organization for I, I won't call it patience, but for building a guy up, noticing what deficiencies he had early in the year, and and sort of helping him along. And I think what you're seeing now is the sort of manifestation of, of a lot of work, a lot of development to a guy that appears as though he's really going to help us. You know, obviously in the future, but right. really over these next right. handful of games and hopefully into the playoffs. And five, I'd asked you, I had asked you the same question twice, and I just fucked up the entire thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you now. Ross talked about development. Yeah. Do you think those G League stints really helped Trey's confidence? And not only like I just like because he was lighting up G League, you know, like he was dropping thirty a night. Yeah, as a player, you know, that confidence. Do you think he's kind of taking it over from the G League now to the NBA? I I think it's defensively he got that 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 you know that stamina in the G League. Offensively, you know, he can catch and shoot, and you can see the athleticism, which was great, and and being able to cut and see things like he. I think playing defense helps you play offense, especially for a guy like right. that's a mm-hmm. like as he got better on defense, you saw holes for him to shoot on offense. Yeah. So I think he got that in the G League and it just transitioned over. Because the thing, the but preseason, he was lighting folks up. Right. Yeah. And, and he, the summer league too. He hit a rookie wall the first game. Yeah. Like it changed. Like his whole confidence just was removed from under him. Mm-hmm. And he was allowed to 
do that without that pressure now. It's like, all right, you can just go to the G League and, and earn that and earn it again. Now, I think we talked about Garrett Temple. Like, you see somebody that's not as athletic as you, can't right. shoot like you, can't do what you do, and you know you can do it, but yet you haven't given, been given a chance to prove it, which is probably hard for him to see, but he needed to see that. Right. Yeah. Lena, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, meant, like, like Favre, I said, the, the, the whole thing for him starts defensively. He 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 can allow himself to get into a rhythm defensively. Mm -hmm. And once that rhythm, you know, offense is easy for him. Um, it's just the mental aspect of the game. You know, once once that clicks for him, I mean, he's good, man. And hell, I'd be pissed seeing Garrett Temple play in front of me too. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. nothing that he can do better than Trey. You know, if we're being honest, I, I, I appreciate Garrett as a, as a high morale guy in the locker room. You know, I, yeah. but he should just never see the floor again. Yeah, and I thought Willie, like, I think he made that adjustment at the All-Star break. He's like, we're going to look into it. And as fans, we're like, this made no sense. But finally, he made that adjustment, and now you see Trey Murphy, and now you see Jose Alvarado. I want to talk about Willie Green a little bit. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, go, go, you go, because it, this is an important component of it, right? Because there's a lot of guys, and we talked about the G League and going down there, and we knew, like, you don't get drafted where Trey Murphy got drafted, and you don't play as well as he played in summer and in preseason if you just suck, right? Right, yeah. right. And so there's a component of that that's important, and it involves not just Willie, but the other guys on the staff, because there's a bunch of guys that will go to the G League and get disheartened. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and now that's you're true. talking about years of redevelopment, both mentally and physically. <clears throat> and so there's, there's more to it than just sending a guy down there saying, go hoop and, and get your confidence back. Like, it's not really how it works. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought Willie was, I thought Willie was really good last night. And, you know, we had talked about this a lot as I was making adjustments and I felt like Willie, I want to start with you, uh, Lito. I felt like Willie treated as a playoff game last night. You know, he, Early on, I was getting very frustrated with the Brandon minutes. I was getting extremely frustrated because, like, I understand he's coming off a hamstring and this whole minute restriction, but you could tell he was fine. Like, he was kind of he was kind of cooking early. He gets taken out six minutes in and then doesn't come back to like the like last four minutes in the second quarter, and that's when the Lakers like had exploded. But Lito, I think Willie got into their shit at halftime and kind of made that adjustment. Like, B's fine to play, and he kind of shortened the rotation. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, the first half was. It was man, it was terrible. It was, it was an abomination of a whole bunch of bad shit. Uh, I, <clears throat> you know, like I was telling Justin before I walked in, you know, you guys probably should thank me because, you know, I missed the third <laughs> and I missed the middle of the fourth because I I I I saw Jonas and CJ go for a rebound and they lost it out of bounds and and that was just enough for me. I grabbed my keys and uh, went to go get some ice cream, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so you came back and like that. I came that. back. Yeah, my wife was giving me the play by play. Like she was like, "Who's this guy, Trey?" Like Trey's, Trey's Just amazing. Lighten it up. Why does the Trey play? I was like, "Yeah, we've been asking that." But um, nah, man, Willie made a great adjustment. You know, on a pick and roll, instead of having Jonas pop, he had Jonas <clears throat> take the smaller player. And I mean, as soon as you you dump it to him, I mean, he's right above the rim. You know, and and that made that made a difference in everything. Yeah, uh, CJ started hitting. Um, <clears throat> his mid range game, and you know, man, I mean, we, we can't we can never say enough about Jose Alvarado. And I need to say this because five has been on my ass for like three weeks now. Jose, if you're listening to this, if you ever see this, I apologize, brother. I'm sorry, you're you're everything. You're you're everything you are as advertised. You're amazing, bro. Thank you. I'm so happy you got paid. Is that good enough for you? Hey, that works. If it works for Jose, it works for me, man. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, 
I want to I'm going to go with Ross first and then we'll go to you five but what Jose has done is like ridiculous and I didn't think and I off I need to offer him an apology as well mm-hmm. but he brings Ross a different dynamic to this team like he can break down we haven't had a point guard in a while like he <laughs> is a point guard he gets people in the right positions he can break down PNR like he can even shoot a little bit like I know that yes he can shoot yes, things like that but then defensively, and you you brought this up, Ross. Like it is just annoying when we went to the game Saturday or when we went to the Spurs game. Mm-hmm. It's just annoying, like from the Pelicans to make a bucket and then that motherfucker's in your hip for ninety four feet. Yeah, it, yeah, it's almost akin to like if you just you know, and, and you see it more really in college and doing the NBA where it's just kind of a soft press, right? Where we're just sort of making you inbound it, make you you know maybe use some of the ten second clock right. in college. I've seen, and what he does is kind of similar to that. It's not always going to lead to steals and stuff, but what he's doing. A lot of times he's making you inbound it to the other guy, right? Because it's right. Just, just a simple deny, right? And then it's like, okay, so now you're inbounding it to somebody that doesn't really want the ball. That's walking it up. That point guard's having to work a little bit to run over there and get. It, it's just it's an as people that have all played basketball, like that shit just gets annoying, it's irritating. <laughs> it's man. irritating. It takes up time. It takes up like a little extra energy that you really <laughs> don't feel like using at that point. Most guys are just are cool just walking that thing up the court or just right. a soft jog, get into your set, and he just makes you put in a little more effort. Than you want to put in. Right. And look at game 75. No, there's already a little extra stress. <laughs> right. The Spurs, yeah. Lakers, everybody, the, the, I mean, think about it. We just, the three teams involved in our last two games Spurs, Lakers, Pelican, all teams fighting for the chance to play another game to get into the playoffs. That shit is old. Like, yeah. and you want a guy like that on your team. And I think what he does on the court obviously leads to, you know, because people respect that. This dude's out here busting his ass. And then he's also just like the best team guy that you could possibly have, right? He's doing all the other yeah. stuff that you really want. He obviously brings good energy off. The, I'm talking about off the, off the right. floor. Brings good energy. He's a happy guy. He's always the first one off the bench and that shit matters. Right. And five, we, we, we had talked about this like in the beginning of the year, I'm glad you brought that up. Like that dude was getting DMPs and he was, you would think he was logging 35 minutes a night the way he would just cheer on his teammates and things like that. And I think that's why I wanted you to, touch on this is why it's so rewarding to see him get that contract yeah man um i think there was a point where uh i think jose might have contact contracted uh COVID at the time so he couldn't play and we were trying to figure out if jose should get the call up after that or should it be jared harper because jared harper came mm-hmm. in and he had right. a really good game and i was like no give it to jose like he's earned it like he's been there he's had those he's logged those dmps and he's had great moments but just like the Trey Murphy incident, like not incident, but Trey Murphy uh, case, like you need those minutes, like you need to play to to learn how to play. And I think he was ready. He just needed to be in the right position to to succeed. So I, I think he deserved it. Yeah, he's he's been awesome. So I mean, shout out to Jose Alvarado. He, he's just been fantastic. And apologize. Go ahead, Lito. Nah, and the piggyback off of Ross said, man, like if you played basketball, like that motherfucker guarding you ninety four feet, hey, bro. like. Bro, I, I wouldn't want to fight him, honestly. In any and like that's in high school, college pickup, like you don't want to you don't want to face that. And just practically speaking, like you got 24 seconds to get into your stuff in the NBA. Like I, I always get real mad. You you've heard me get mad about this, is the whole like, oh guys in the NBA don't play defense. And look, Jose Alvarado's clearly on like the far end of like guys that really, really care about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you got 24 seconds. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and if this dude's making right. you use seven of that. <laughs> Right? right to get it across. Well, I mean, you know what? It, like once you get to that 11, 9, 10, 11 on the shot clock, scrambling. Yeah, like the the, the playbook goes out the window. It's right, usually just right. one dude playing one on one at that point. Like 
So it, it ma- like you might think like, oh, it's just kind of annoying. No, that no. shit matters. Like it, it matters. And I'm telling you right now as a coach, like his little sneaky move going to the corner is now in game plan. Like you're laughing. Like you think it's funny. I'm telling you right now because he almost got Westbrook with it last night. He did the same shit to Westbrook and he did it to Caruso. Yeah, he did Caruso, but he almost got Westbrook uh, last night. I think Westbrook finds something like, where the fuck this little dude come from? <laughs> He's that annoying net that you yeah. can't get rid of mm-hmm. in your house. Yeah. Like you try to do everything to, to get rid of it. You can't. And like, he, who, who's due for the Pacers? Uh, TJ McConnell. And like the reason why like I remember TJ McConnell is when we had that epic collapse with Stan Van Gunny last year because that dude was just always like 94 feet guarding. I think he turned over like JJ Redick oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. Lonzo. Like, and JJ then we lost it. And then like Miles Turner banged home a three. But like that's this team hasn't had that in I don't think ever. ever. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. And like he's also extremely talented. Like, yes. He's, he's he's a I can't believe I'm saying this in game 75. Mm-hmm. He's a difference maker. Mm. He's a difference maker. Yeah, he is. He is. hundred. And he, I know five smiling. You got one over us. All right. It's Hi, one. It's, okay. You know, you win some, you lose some. But not all that he, I've been impressed. Right. And it's, you know, kudos to the, the development staff. And we've been, look, we've been tough on them. Some of the guy, the draft, some of the draft picks, some of the free agent, but we've been tough on them the last two or three years, Justin. And I think to go find a Jose, a yeah. Herb, what you're now seeing from Trey Murphy. I mean, that's sort of a, that's sort of a change in direction, right? Because all three of those guys are three or four year guys, right? Yeah. And so you're, you're getting a different type of player, but the bigger piece is nobody thought Herb could play offense. Damn sure. Nobody thought Jose could play offense. And so like, that's, that's part of the change here is you're going to get guys that focus on defense, but have enough, you know, yeah, untapped development to where you can get something offensively. Is it uh sorry I'll start with five and go Alito. Is it time to give David Griffin his, his roses? Like is because because I'm gonna let you go. Go ahead. No, nah, not yet. He gotta fix that big piece. He gotta fix him and like that's his career right there. Him okay. and the, him and the big piece have to get yep. together and and iron out the Piano keys. Like, they have to do something. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? Hey, bro, I couldn't help myself. I'm on Propel Star. Pardon, like, no, you're not on it. You are it. You like, they, you're not on it yeah. anymore, you bro. Know, at this point, it's like, all right, well, I could just say whatever I want at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, man, he got. they got to do that. You know, great job finding Herb. I think Herb's the golden child. If you got oh, yeah. if you got Jose, that, that was uh, another piece. You know, you got to give Trajan some love. I don't know who caught who. I, I don't know the intricate parts of that. But, you know, these guys are... Oh, I think David Griffin's move to go back in the in the draft to get Trey while get yeah. ridding, get rid of Bled and Steven Adams, like those are key moves. Like people should be applauded for those. But but big but huge. Huge. Colossal. Like he gotta fix that with, with the man. Is it repairable, you know? Is it honestly like right now, like like if you had a do or die situation, is it repairable right now? It has to be repairable. But is it repairable? Mm. <laughs> Ro- Ro- like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll answer for him. Yeah, it's repairable. Like, you, you win in the He just said it. You win in the NBA with star. Like, Herb, great. Jose, great. Those are all – that's awesome. I'm glad we did all that. And, like, we've just literally sat here for the last 15 minutes complimenting those guys, complimenting the organization for getting them. You win in the NBA with stars. Right. Giannis wins. He's a star. LeBron wins. He's a star. Like, you win in the NBA with superstars – I love Herb and I love Jose. They're not superstars. The big guy is a is a superstar. Is a superstar. You saw it last year. You had one of the most efficient. I mean, we don't whatever. We don't need to go into it. Yeah. You devote all resources to fixing that. 
So whatever that needs to be. And I, I mean, look, he's now back with the team. It's some of it will just fix itself, right? Winning fix every, you know, that's the whole thing, right? right? Winning fixes everything. But more than that, like being around the team, this is not yeah. a bad situation. Like this shit is it's like going to, you go to, you walk into some parties and you're like, man, this shit sucks. <laughs> Right. You walk into that. You walk into the Pelicans, and like that doesn't suck. Like no. you're at, I, we've been saying it since what the tenth game of the year. Like the, even you can going the court, to the right. game, it's like man, like this doesn't suck. And so, like if Zion doesn't want to get on board with that, that's kind of a different that's conversation. On, yeah, that's on him. That's right. on him. Yeah. But like I think it feels like the team for sure and the coaching staff for sure is like part of it is he's got to get on board with that. Yeah. But to, oh, no, no. to, to piggyback off that. I want to I want to actually go back a step. Um, <clears throat> Russell said in the past two three years, you know, we've been hard on on Griff, but shit, man, he can give us a reason to. He's deserved easier, it. Yeah, He's one hundred ten percent deserved yeah. it. So so yeah, I mean, in the answer to the Zion question, yeah, it's repairable. I mean, I see him, I see him on the bench. Like I see when Trey dunks, he he looks like he's excited, right? And that's one of the things. His tenure here, he's not had he's not had fun. We've not been having yeah. fun. And now like the 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 environment is changing. It's it's making it's like it's it's so much insulation with the team. Like they feel like yeah. Griff has been preaching the family talk. Like they, they kind of moving like that now. Man, it, finally. A, a, a lot of it's stamped by somebody like CJ McCollum choosing yeah. to go to New Orleans. Yeah. That like, yeah. That's a that's a huge part of like he's the president of the Players Association. Yeah. He knows all things. Mm-hmm. Anything that goes like he knows what, what good situations look like and what bad situations look like. He has all this intel. And he decided to go to New Orleans. Like JJ Reddick is one of his good friends. I'm pretty sure they had this conversation <laughs> about, yo, should I go down there? Is it right? You know, and also we have to, I think we should probably do this. And I've been saying this. Brandon is the guy. Like I think he should be the guy. And players play off him, yeah. Even the guy that we're referring to, you know, because we're about to talk about that. I want to hit that point oh, before you before you get to that because I want to talk atmosphere. And you know, we've I don't want to like we've all struggled through COVID. Not like there's just these four guys in in this studio right now. I'm talking about everybody in this entire world has struggled. That atmosphere last night was the first time I had felt like really alive inside the Smithy King Center in three years. Yep. Ever since maybe even the Blazers, maybe since either Zion's debut or the Blazers yeah. sweep. Like last night, Saturday and Sunday was like awesome to see. It, it just felt like playoff basketball. It's something that we've been missing. But I wanted to talk about Brandon Ingram because I think the B.I.C.J. combo, the one-two combo, Ross, is top five. might be top five in the league. Yeah. Like, offen- like offensively, top yeah. five in the league. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a top, it's a top tier, I think, combo of players. You, you've seen a different CJ than you saw in Portland a little bit, I think. Way different. You saw a little bit of this whenever Lillard would go out, but he's been a different guy down here. And to your point, I mean, look, B.I. hadn't played in, in damn near a month, and you came back last night, he and, and it was running through. I mean, CJ's been here, been the guy, right? Yeah. He's been great. And B.I. came back last night, and you saw a clear, in my opinion, yeah. deference to like, hey, we're working off of what you do best here and then everything else, right? You got some easy looks yeah. off of things that he was doing. So no, I, I totally agree. I think he's, he is the the center of what we're trying to do. For sure. He did readily defer to Brandon uh, in the, in a sense, like he made sure Brandon got his yeah. touches. He got his looks. I mean, as he should, like I, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking, Brandon needs a billboard outside. He needs to be on the arena. I completely yeah. agree. I, yeah. Go ahead. Fah. No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm with y'all with Lito. 
that I think that gives somebody like him like ultra confidence, like something he can claim that it because he feels like he's that guy. I mean, Willie and CJ had to tell him like you're a top player in the league. Right. You need to be like that, but it's kind of hard to do that when you walk out of the arena that you claim is yours and you see somebody else's face that hasn't really played. And no, no offense, I'm just saying like that that has to go into it. And you were talking about COVID, like New Orleans is a tourist city. Like I say that because it has so much culture and people come here. Like we haven't had that energy here because of COVID and right. restrictions and everything that's that's going on. This past weekend we had like 30 festivals. Yeah. at the same time. I didn't realize Buku, I didn't even realize Buku was going Bro, on. Me neither. Like, you know, you had Gumbo Fest, Forestry, Fresh Street, Fresh Street. like, you know, you had all these things going on at the same time, but it didn't even feel like that. That's it didn't really, even uh, feel, unless, <laughs> you know, me driving from Hammond, going through all the traffic to just get to the damn stadium. <laughs> I missed the chalk talk. talk Show up late. Yeah, whatever that thing is. But, <laughs> man, it felt like we watched a basketball game. Yes. Like it felt like it felt like playoff. Like Bron LeBron said he knew it was going to be a playoff atmosphere. And I think both sides, both teams didn't know, but he did because it's LeBron. It's LeBron. You yeah. know, he came out firing. I want to talk about would you say, because if you look at back at BI's like past history, he's never really played in a big game. He's never been to a playoff game. Yeah. Would you I, and I felt like that was probably one of like I've it was a playoff game last night. In my opinion, it's a playoff game. It was a winner. Go if, like, if LeBron calls it a playoff game, it's, it's a playoff, playoff game. game. You yeah. saw how so, he played, and that's what I'm saying. You saw kind of Brandon just like he was a bucket last night. Like, at, like once he shot him, like that's in, that's in, that's it. Like he looked like he was in control. And Ross, like we, this me and you have talked about this for a lot, a while. It the playoffs are a different beast, and you need to experience it. Experience that, like the way you get guarded, the way you get. I thought the refs did a nice job of like no the no calling last night. Yeah. It, that was a really nice job, but. Brandon fought through that and and he elevated his game to a whole new level. Yeah, you look, you've got to explain you you hit it on the head, right? We've been saying this now for a couple of years that there, there's that line that every organization that goes from sort of a rebuilder to trying to get to something, whatever the next step is, right? A consistent playoff team. You've got to go through that and you've got to play these type of games. And the last two years, and, and we'll talk about I think what's coming up in the next week, but we're at that we're at that juncture again where yeah. it's it's now either do you rip off three or four wins in a row or do we go and lose to the like and and slip up because let's be honest the last few years we've slipped up we've gotten to this point and we've slipped up and so i'm 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 obviously optimistic i think we're all in this room optimist is optimistic especially with bi back that not like not this time right. not this year yeah. but i got to see i do need to see it because I, we've had sure. we we've been in this spot now the last couple of years and it's, and we'll go and we'll, we'll, we'll trip over our own feet. So I'm curious to see if we've learned some things. Obviously Willie's a new coach. He's sort of the new piece in, in this part of it, but BI has been here. Um, Valanchunas has played in these type of games before CJ's played in these type of, so you've got some of the same guys, but you've got a different nucleus that I think is going to get you where you want to go this yeah. time. Yeah. I think I said this maybe week four. I think after we had, Gotten the first couple wins, I was like, "Bi looks different, not just body wise, just just mentally how he's playing the game. The game is slowed down for him. He's he's he he knows when to pick his spots to get his points. Yeah, he knows when to get other others involved. Um, him and Bi, excuse me, him and CJ playing off each other. You have two elite mid range scorers. Like they're a bucket whenever they want a bucket. Brandon's Brandon's." Fatal. His his mid post is mm. turning into a layup. It was like, I, 
it was a layup last night. I mean, layup. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're good. And, and no, nah, I feel you. Like, it's a fucking layup. Like, it's like, <laughs> like he's, he's turning over his shoulder, like shooting over Austin Reeves. Like, he's a fucking chair. Like, he's not even there. Austin Reeves is not a bad defender. Bro, he's, I wanted the Pelican. Anyways, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Um, he's shooting over him like he's a he's a chair. Like it's a drill. It's not even it's not even real. And and CJ is so important. Like like you said, he's been here before. He when when it felt like the shit was out of control, CJ just put his head down. He just was real workman. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm a I'm gonna get my spots. Like like AD says in times like you don't have to hit home runs. Just get hit singles. Yep. Hit singles. Get back in the game. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. No no. Uh, I think that's that's key, you know, him getting his. They run this they run the set where it's like a cross screen between your yeah, elbow. They run a cross screen between him and CJ and basically they run another another screen for and Jonas ends up in it and then that cross screens and Jonas ends up with a small on him and it's yep. it's so many intricate parts but when you have those people in place because Trey's in the corner yes. so you mm-hmm. can't help. So good luck. And if you had Zion, oh, oh my <laughs> goodness, in a dunker, in the dunker oh! yeah, it's over. You're going, you're just going high low. And if Jonas knows how to pass and he don't throw that ball hundred feet in the air, boy, people are in trouble. I, I keep saying, I, I, I agree. I think that the Trey Murphy, like, like you just stick Trey Murphy in the corner, like, hey, hit corner threes and let these guys work. The, the future's finally bright in New Orleans, but as y'all said, like. The big kid, like the big guy's got to come back. I, I miss him. I, I'm like, I feel like he's starting to see it yeah. firsthand because it's different. As you said, Ross, it's different watching this shit in Portland, but you're on the bench now and seeing it. And, ima- yeah. and, and I was going to say this earlier. And now imagine if things go the way we want them to go and you get a first round playoff series and you're sitting over there. I mean, look, <laughs> I, even right. if you even if you don't like where you're at, and I'm not saying he does, but even if you don't like where you're at, like. You're gonna to want to play basketball in that situation. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be hard to Ross, sit there. You're, Ross, like you're, there's no way they sat there even on Saturday versus the Spurs and was like, I don't want to play. There's no you gotta way you gotta be hurting. You gotta be itching to play. Yeah, there's no way. I agree. Speaking of itching to play, Royal Honda. It's a great time to be at Royal Honda where they have 80 pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery and 100 new cars like the 2022 Honda Pilot EXL, Honda's flagship SUV. Boot Crew Media is driven and powered by Royal Honda, located at 5600 Veterans Boulevard. Let's get into what Willie Green now has to do in these next three games and five. We'll start with you at Portland, at Clippers, Lakers, at, at Clippers. Lakers. Uh, we're also now so we're doing a Friday watch watch party. Uh, we're gonna go live stream Friday f- f- uh, at nine thirty for the Lakers game. Huge stretch coming up, as you said, Ross can't trip up against um, Portland. Got to take care of business there. I don't even think Josh Hart's gonna be playing. The two LA teams. Let's talk about it. Five. So it's at Portland, correct? Yeah, yeah at Portland, at Lakers, at Clippers. Okay. Um, LeBron gets hurt last night in the presser. He's saying it's really brutal. The blah blah. Things can change here. So is the eight seed, as Ross said last night, I think the eight seed is still a possibility because the Clippers are going through the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah it's it's a possible. Um, you know, but I, I'm not I probably wouldn't hang my hat on it. I would give that something like, hey, let's go for it if mm-hmm. we can, but I'm not hanging my hat on it just to give us a goal to to try to reach. Yep. Because they're gonna go through some things, but they're probably gonna get some wins too. They're they're probably a more veteran basketball team. They can make something like Reggie, Reggie can have a game. You know, yeah. Reggie, Reggie yeah. is known for having some games late in the season. Yeah. So it's not like they're a bad – and Ty, Ty is probably like the best, like, adjuster as far as coaching yeah. goes. So I, I can see them still, you know, maybe getting that. But I'm not I'm not hanging my hat on that. But 
I think we need to one beat the Blazers handily. Yes. I don't I'm gonna be honest. I don't think LeBron plays. What Friday Ex- against us? Well, yeah, I don't think he does. Explain. Because I want to talk about this. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean Is he checked? Is he done? I think he's checked out. I think that game was his litmus test. Like last night was his litmus test to say, if we're gonna be a good team, we gotta win tonight. And he was it felt like he in the beginning, him and Russ were like, Yeah, this is a playoff game. We need to you right. do that. And then the second half came after and they just didn't. And then he probably was in that that presser last night, not only talking about his ankle, but more so talking about the season. I think it's I think it's over. I think it's over. You, you saw the last three, I mean the last three or four minutes, I think he might have taken one or two shots. They were both step back threes, kind of in, you know, just I mean, there was not there wasn't a lot of he, he there wasn't a lot of energy. There wasn't right. a lot of like hey, holy ball. I'm gonna go win right. this game. It was right. more I, I felt like there was some deference in there that you normally don't see. It felt like right, but felt I like that was the end. Lita, I want to bring this up and I want to hear Ross's thoughts because draft picks mean so much to a small market, not to a large market. So LeBron's probably thinking, I don't really necessarily care about our first round pick. Was you know what I'm saying? Like it's such a big advantage for the Pelicans to have because now you have their first round pick. You can package a lot of different things. So, Lito, do you think LeBron's even thinking about that right now? LeBron is like, fuck those picks. Why because they're the Lakers. That's that, what I'm saying. Because they can go they get, get whoever. They don't like really they go care. Groom a young player and he's no, you know, exactly. This is never going to happen anyway. And I don't think they get the pick. Like, that pick is out for them anyway. Like, they wouldn't get to keep it no matter what. LeBron said, fuck them picks in yeah. Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't give nah. a shit. So, what, what, nah. so what the point I'm trying to make is like, he can just shut it down tomorrow and be like, ah, oh, fuck this. I don't care. So I think, I think that, I think LeBron probably wants to shut it down. But being that he's Bron, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like Bron won't be happy missing a playoff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like that will have a, a bigger implication on his legacy than people will let on. And, yeah. and I think that that's not something that's a tough pill for him to swallow. What's the lowest seed? I'm sure y'all can, don't know this. Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. I don't think he, this is the first time in the last, whatever, 20 years or whatever. Like, I don't think there's anything he can do about it. That's true. He's averaged. I mean, oh, he's, been up, ridiculous. he's been I mean, the guy's true. been going for basically 35 to 40 plus a night for that's two, true. three shots. I don't think quarter, there's anything he can do about the it. The first quarter, I was like, oh, oh fuck. I was like, yeah. we're in fucking trouble. I, I was sitting next to a Lakers fan. He's like, he's about to drop 50. I go, the way he he looked like I mean I was I'm so blessed to sit up close. He looked fucking like it was playoff LeBron, and I was like, oh, this is for whatever good. reason they put the Lakers on national TV pretty much every fucking night, and even though they suck, and <laughs> I've been so we've been, we've been watching these games like you can't play better than he's been playing like, no. and you're still losing. I don't think there's shit he can do about it. I really don't. I mean, they're in trouble. I tell they're you this trouble. though. I tell you this: if we play the Lakers again on Friday, when we play the Lakers again. If anybody ever fucking jumps at a Russell Westbrook pump fake on a three, I'm going to lose my mind. You know what's so funny about him? I Listen, and I actually like him. Like, I've heard some really good things about him off the court. Like, he's a great teammate and stuff like that. And uh, he makes, he misses his first four shots, I think, of the night. Then he hits, like, a jumper. And he's like, you know, the arrow and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you're one for five right now from the I field. Think like, like, this, yeah, yeah, think about it. Russell Westbrook was once an MVP. Yeah. His athleticism is depleting. Like his mindset is still the same. He still believes that he is that. His skill level hasn't increased while his athleticism, usually that, that kind yeah. of coincides. Usually like when your athleticism goes down, you hope your skills can go up. He hasn't developed the, because he shoots on the way down and not on yeah. the way up. And that's, his athleticism is going down, hence why he's right. missing a lot of shots. So I'm uh, not trying to keep for Russell Westbrook. I'm, 
I'm not trying to cave for him. Hey, bro, I'm, I'm not taking no disrespect for them. Like, come on now. We talking about one really, really bad season in the bright lights with somebody like LeBron, where LeBron yeah. needs skilled players around him. That's that's his whole MO. And you brought in Russell Westbrook. Like, he plays one way. That's 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 kind of the point I'm making. You have two ball-dominant guys. Like, Russ needs the ball in his hands. Russ is not a shooter. Russ is more like, Russ is going to get everybody involved. And he's he, he can't really do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's... It's just making him look. I, to be honest, like I was feeling bad for us. Yeah, I, I, I do feel bad for him. God, no, no, I don't want to cut you off, but like this, this propel stuff. Can we stop talking about yeah, this? Fuck these <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Fuck. Hey, wait. So wait, look, oh, can, I, can I say? Can I, I'm glad you said that because I was I was trying to be diplomatic, but like, man, no, we're well, fucking man. We're not fuck, man. Look, man, we run LA. We run both teams Ooh, in LA. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Go ahead. Big week. It's a big we'll week. So, you know what we haven't talked about at all is Herb Jones. I mean, I, it's like to the point now where I expect him to play well every night. He was incredible. He had four steals in the first no. quarter last night. We, we, I said this. You know, he's not a rookie anymore. Is that, no. he's not, like you're, we're, we're, we're past that. He's not a rookie anymore. And I'm, I'm tired of him being disrespected in these uh, uh, NBA rookie rankings and all this shit because all, all he look at is offense. It's a joke. He's a top. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if he can. If you don't hit a three the rest of the year, he's a top three rookie right now. Right now, dude's gonna start in the NBA for fifteen years, bro. Easily. What more can we say about Herb Jones? I, there's like, nothing. That's why like, I like. I don't even talk about him. He's anymore. not a rookie anymore. Like it, that's that's that is the ultimate sign of respect. Like, bro, uh, he he had a. I say offensively, he had a very very bad game yeah. versus sentence on the other. Yeah, like it's very, probably his worst. But man, in the fourth quarter when it was nut cutting time. Bro was out. It was what? Nut cutting time. You never heard nut cutting time? Oh I was. God. I was. I love that. I love that. Nut cutting time. Chris, <laughs> Chris, if you listen to this, please, please check <laughs> out. Oh time. my goodness! All right, all right, for sure. What I'm saying, like when it was time, like he was hooping. He was getting st- like he got that big steal. Like like there's moments where Herb just plays basketball, and, and it, that doesn't his offense doesn't inf- impact his defense, right? You know, which is crazy for a rookie. There's there's one thing I wanted to talk about last night. I don't know if you saw it because I know you left in the middle of the third and. <laughs> quarter and things like that so i think it might have been the first quarter herb had a one-on-one against lebron he kind of had like the weak layup should have dunked that shit should have dunked it the second time he comes up at him like you like it looked like he's about to come up and he like he finger rolled it he missed it the third time he comes at lebron i think lebron like tries to pull the chair he goes up and on a right hand i just wanted one time i would i would have left the building if he made it or not that second time he would just fucking try to boom over lebron to try it he's playing polite he's playing polite because he had respect right? for it. Like, fuck So, that. I wanted to talk about this because, like, he's such a nice guy. Once he kind of turns into kind of like a dick, watch out. Hey, I'll be feeling like he is a dick because yeah, he, he doesn't say a word. He no, doesn't, I don't no, think he, don't think he does say a word. There has to be something between him and the refs. There has, like, Herb has to do <laughs> something because they do not like him. He's a rookie. No, nah, no, nah, it's deep. In, like, Herb be looking at them people, like, disrespectfully. You know, he does. I, I, he does. He give him that little look, like, he hey, bro, like, I get it. And, you know, usually he's right, but he gives him that look like I'm like, I was once a referee. I know what those looks look like. That's incredible. You ever gave anybody a, a, a tech for staring nah, at their teammate? Staring? Nah, I never staring. Can we at talk him. about that, Ross? Is the uh, league turnout being soft now? I mean, let's talk about the two technos over the weekend. Jose Alvarado gets a second delay of game all for right. flipping the ball to the ref. <laughs> you can't that, call but that. The other, you can't. That's all right. That's the one really that, that got me the most because you don't by call the that letter right of there. the law. We get it. Like everybody knows it. The, the rule is in place because, in theory, you make a basket, the other team can grab it real quick and run. Yeah. Okay. And there's three minutes left. 
No, bro. They it was a minute 46. It's a possession a minute, yeah, game. That's right, what I'm saying. Two minutes. Go ahead. There was no, like, they weren't trying to grab that ball. Jose wasn't, like, throwing. He just, you got to just know, like, there's a time and a place, man. Like, just use common fucking sense. So, use common fucking sense. Tony Brothers, who's been in this league for years, him and LeBron, like, he's probably called a million LeBron games. Trey Murphy has a poster over Wenyan Gabriel. And, and it should have been I thought maybe, and it should have been a foul. I thought maybe he said something. He just stared at him. That's a technical foul. See, that type of stuff is just like you gotta know, you gotta know referees, but also referees have to know, like you have to know that they played on a team together. You have to know that maybe uh remember Brandon got Brandon, a yeah, remember yeah, got a, yeah, 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 like him and him and Frank uh, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like referees should watch basketball. If they watched enough basketball around teams in the NBA, you would know maybe these guys know each other. And if it if it isn't anything like physical or like you're demeaning somebody, like don't. Don't call that. Like, just let the game play. Like, get out of the way. You're not the guy, man. Just move. Just remove yourself. But what's Lito? What's the difference between? And I'm just bringing up Westbrook because he does, like he hits a shot and Westbrook does the baby thing. Why is that not a technical? And someone's and staring at somebody is a technical. Wait, it sounds like you guys are saying referees don't do their homework. I, and I, I can't understand. Like, I, I can't. but it's in the scouting report. I like. I've learned more as referees, like how bad they are. They got scouting reports. They know oh, what yeah, to look they get, for. They get, they get, they get uh, their film after the game. And those guys yeah. watch film. And Hell like, yeah! They get everything they need. It's not. A, it's just a, in the moment. They, I don't. I don't think it's. I mean, these guys are as well trained as you could possibly be. They know the sport. They know all that. It just they get caught up like everybody it's a else. Playoff basketball they get, game. They get right. caught up in the moment, just like everybody else. Well, they yeah. should have called that foul when Jose was shooting the three Saturday in San Antonio. But I mean, at San Antonio, that's the problem. Like they're not consistent. And not, you, you, I forget who you're going back and forth with. Maybe I tagged you in it, but you had talked about just consistent. If you're gonna call in the first quarter, you got called in the fourth uh, quarter. Yeah. And just keep. And again, even the Ross point, like there is a time and a place for certain calls. If you know, if you call the ticky tack foul in the first quarter, you don't necessarily want to call that same ticky tack foul in the last two minutes, right? But you need to tailor that into like during the game. Let's slowly remove that ticky tack foul. Like that needs to happen where where the game can flow. Hundred percent. And yeah. I th- I thought they had their. I'm gonna let you go here in a second, Lita. I want to make this point though, because I thought they had their three best referees. Because uh, the tall white guys in a lot of like big yeah. big time yeah. games too, um, and they weren't calling anything last night. And I'm, and I'm fine with that. They were consistent the whole time. Yeah. I I had no problem besides the technical foul. So as long as you're consistent the whole time and call it like that. But go ahead, Lita. I was just gonna say you were asking me about officiating. If I'm gonna be honest, officiating in 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 football and basketball, it's fucking suspect. You got guys, you got guys in NFL. I know we're not talking football, but just just to like make my point, you got guys who are hitting each other, running four twos, hitting each other full fucking speed. You, he's getting, they're concussed, right? But let me celebrate a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm I'm so fucking confused. Like I don't know what what do you want me to do right. in basketball? Like I can't, I can. I can dunk on probably the best player on the planet, and I can't show emotion, which is insane. Yeah, for for me, it's all it's all it's just about like the level of disrespect, right? Like I don't, and that's that's why I have no problem. You you brought the Russell Westbrook thing up, you know the rock baby. baby thing. Like if you're running back down the court, I don't give a, I don't care what you do. Right. I, I really don't. Now if you stand over me and rock and do something, all right, I probably I got to tee you up on that because it's just uh, like utterly disrespectful. But if you want to backpedal down the court and I mean, what, That's what do the horn, my man used to do the horn or whatever. Darius yeah. Miles, yeah. you can do whatever you want. Just keep the game. I just, I just gotta. If I'm the ref, I'm here just to keep the game going, right? right. 
keep the game moving. If you're going to do some dumb shit and stand over me and flex and do all that, you're kind of slowing the game down and you're probably what, what they're more worried about is what's the next thing that's going to happen. Yeah. If you're jogging back down the court and rocking the bit, that's probably not going to lead to something else. If you stand over me and flex, well, now you've got a problem because we're going to come back down the other side of the court and Valanciunas is going to fucking hammer somebody. <laughs> and then it just like that stuff <laughs> snowballs, but it, and they don't, and that, that was what pissed me off so bad about the one they gave Alvarado. It's like, that's a nothing that, that doesn't affect the game affect in any all. way. Like just throw the ball to the dude over there. That's waiting to inbound it. And let's keep this bitch moving. But now you've stopped the game. You've pissed our team off. They get a free throw. You've stopped a run for like for nothing. Well, I thought that it was funny because back to back to back bullshit, technical fouls. It affected the game Saturday in a negative way. I thought Sunday it affected it in a positive oh. way where everyone was like, fuck this. Cause LeBron misses the free throw. We get the stop and then we go on the crazy run again. And it was just like, it was a big momentum swing, but at the end of the day, like just be consistent. That's yeah. all I'm asking. But I wanted to, before we get out, I want to talk about one more thing about Willie Green, which I was impressed about is on Saturday. And I want to get y'all's thoughts on this. And we'll start with Ross first and we'll go down the line. Um, we get the stop on Saturday, 18 seconds left and we don't call a timeout. We get the Jose Alvarado shot, misses it. We lose. Um, last night, there was a great, there was a great moment where we're making the run. We cut it to five and it's like a back and forth and it's sloppy as hell. Sloppy, sloppy. And Willie Green's like, you know what? I'm going to call a timeout here. Let's get settled here. I thought it was a really nice adjustment because on Saturday night, he, he had mentioned I should have probably called a timeout there. And this, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this because I think it's a very big topic. Um, and I'll give my thought first. Usually there's a rule of coaching. If there's seven seconds or less, you let it go because, you know, it's just kind of like a scramble and you just go. With 18 seconds left and you got to think of the, I guess, the personnel you have on the court. He had, against the Spurs, he had Trey Murphy, rookie. Herb Jones, rookie, Jose Alvarado, rookie, Jackson Hayes. He's still in my mind, basically a rookie and uh, CJ. Like at that moment with 18 seconds left, I'm just gonna call a timeout. Let's get JV in. Let's set up a play. Let's call our first, let's call our best set and go from there. We kind of get like a crazy down screen. Oh, they doubled CJ. Herb sets a down screen for Jose and Jose like shoots it with seven seconds left. We lose. Um, but with 18 seconds left, I think automatically got called timeout. Now, if it's Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas and you got some veterans and some all-stars and like CJ, CJ's got to get out the way. With three rookies, Jax, CJ, what you, would you think of that situation? I mean, look, it, what, regardless of what I think about it, I think, I mean, look, you hit the, hell the, the nail on the head, right? Because if, if one, it's a chance for you to draw something up and two, it's a chance for you to get the, the right guys on the floor, mm-hmm. right? Whatever. What's the thing that stands out to me in all of that is that you see another instance of Willie learning from either a mistake or just learning from a situation. Yeah. How to get better, right? Did it early in the season. Everybody said, why is Temple playing? And he just straight up responded like, yeah, we got, we'll look at that. Yeah. It's changed. I should have called, I probably should have called a timeout on Saturday. It's it's things that he's learning right. from. It was the difference of timeouts, but he got the right personal back on the court. Right. And, like, and so it's, it's uh, whatever, like no, no coach is going to nail every in-game thing. And he probably thought, I mean, look, there's probably an argument that, you got a bunch of young dudes out there. We're coming from behind. Like, let's just see if maybe we can get something in like a little semi transition and, and get a good look. I mean, it, it's a fair thought. Everybody's got a difference of opinion on that stuff. But all I care about is that it seems like Willie is learning and willing to change and willing to adjust things. And that's, I mean, yeah. look, that's coaching yeah. 101. And I feel like, so to be fair, if the ref calls the foul on the, the defender on Jose Saturday, it's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, but in Willie's case, I mean, it, it's a rookie head coach and he has to be allowed to have grace to make uh, 
you know, he's gonna make he's gonna make some some questionable decisions, right? But like Ross said, I mean, he he flipped it in the end, and you know, he called the timeout and he he set up a play and he made sure everybody was in the right position, the right players in the game. Yeah. And I think going forward, like, man, Willie's gonna be fine. Willie's good. Willie is a is a good guy. He's he he just follows his instincts. You know what I'm saying? And and that's gonna get him through. Yeah. And <laughs> a little side eye. Willie, Willie is Willie is that guy. One, I don't mind him allowing them to play through it. Mm. One, because the emotion of the game is spinning. Yeah. We just get a steal. We get a turnover. The crowd's in it. Everybody's mm-hmm. up. You don't want to lose that momentum by calling a timeout or or maybe we got a mismatch because we're kind of in transition. Now, what we're probably not even talking about, it's versus pop. Is versus San Antonio, they're not they're not bad mental basketball players. They've been playing against them. They haven't doubled CJ all game. And one thing you shouldn't do when you have those guys on the floor is bring a screener up because that's an easy double, and they just stayed. So he got CJ has to give up the ball. Now then is when the timeout should have happened, not before. Mm-hmm. Like we already got it past half court. They double CJ. Now you call the timeout. Because there's about like nine seconds left. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Plenty of time. Yeah. Swung it to Herb. Trey sets the down screen. Well, I think it's Herb. Herb. It was a weird. Yeah. yeah. Herb, Herb was right there. It's Herb. He swings it to Jose. Trey kind of gets in the way of the defender, uh, like a flare screen. And that's where Jose gets that shot. But I'm not mad at it because, you know, you've seen plenty of times where it's that secondary break, where it's not the initial push, it's the second push where that shot comes. And yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at it. And, and you can see that he's growing in that. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, think about it. He hasn't had a consistent lineup all year. Mm-hmm. The reason why he, he got Jose, Herb, and Trey in the game is because Brandon sitting. Yeah. Jonas probably hasn't been playing with, or probably was out of the game because of an offensive-defensive situation. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah. And those guys, and those guys, those young guys, actually need those reps too. And that was, I guess, the point of the whole Trey Murphy-Garrett Temple minutes were like, I'd rather see Trey fail than Garrett Temple Exactly. For, yeah. exactly. So, damn, that was a good one. I went, that was 50 minutes. I fucked up the first like five minutes that we were yeah, muted. Sure. <laughs> Episode 95. Go ahead. Leo. I got one thing. I got one more thing. When Jonas dies, can he just look at the room? Like, like can you just look at it and just go finish it? Yeah. Like, I mean, just it's right there. He, just say hey Decision making is a little. You talk about, right. you talk about her, the way Herb's officiated on the, on the defensive end. <laughs> Man, I feel like Jonas picks up some. Bullshit fouls. So yeah. I mean, some stuff where it's like, because he's getting like, hit hard. He's getting, you know, it's a big guy. Hammered under there yeah. the whole game, and they'll call some real, real soft stuff with a little dude kind of sneaking up under him at the. I just, I feel like he's been. Look, he's been. I said it last night, and then in the recap, that dude has been a yeoman, like done yeoman's work this year. Just a, the, a, just a showing up every night and brought it yeah. every single and, night. And it's like I just wish he I wish he got just a hair more respect around the league for and, yeah. and, and definitely with officials because he just I mean the dudes in there get hammered every night. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean Cheddar Chaz don't I don't know. <laughs> Shout out Cheddar. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy named Cheddar Chaz who like hates you on his mountain shooters. Cheddar's great though. Him. I like I mean, that guy. That's because, because Jonas can't like jump over a piece of paper. Right. <laughs> he puts the ball in the hoop, it's all I care about. So Thanks for everyone on this Monday for joining YouTube. Sorry I messed up like the first four minutes of the show. Can't thank y'all enough. Five and, and Lito, welcome to the family. Their first pot, first official pod in the books. Um, 
Pelicans got at Blazers, at Lakers, at Clippers. Make sure you're following us on Pro Pelstock on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following. Help me out, Conrad Five yeah, on Conrad Twitter. Reed five, yeah, Conrad man. Reed Five. There's a lot of names. Just Lito the God. <laughs> God spelled G A W D. Yes, yes. What are you, Boot Crew Ross? Yep. Be- <laughs> you're not a big Twitter guy, are you? Not a big social media guy. Yeah, you just so, you, you just carry the show. That's all you do. Now you got now you got C J McCullough and uh, Herb Jones in the, in the building. So I'm glad. <laughs> I might get Temple's ass and get out. No, of I'm gonna find myself on the bench. Nah, man. One more thing. This is this is hate week between me and Five. Hate week. Hate week. No we putting Coach K in the dirt this week. Oh fuck! Oh, you're a big Duke fan. Yeah, That's right. No, no, no Duke. No Duke slander will be tolerated, bro. Either. We putting him in the dirt. He's a and no dude named Herp, uh, Hubert. <laughs> Hubert. <laughs> UNC Duke in New Orleans. Yeah. Putting his ass in the dirt, five. Done. All right. I love it. Signing off. Presented by Company Burger. See y'all later. Peace.